Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Oostrack. I'm here with my special guest, Janine Arnold. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, we have some good news. We you have your first first book published back in March with your ebook and hardcover. So today we're announcing the paperback version will become available on July seventh. Wow. It's already time for paperbacks. It's already time for paperback, believe it or not. March till the dry. It feels like it's been like really quick to publish this first book, but at the same time, I'm trying to push everything out because of this pandemic. I'm like, why wait? Just get the books out to re- readers. People are stuck at home. It's a great time to start a new book or a new series. Exactly. So in starting a new series or a new book, what is your book about? My book is about the island of Alta, and the island starts out as a very peaceful place. There's fruit trees growing to provide food and water from the mountains of mist and goats from the mountain. I'm sorry, um, ancient ruins dot the coast an echo of forgotten history that no one really worries about remembering because everyone has everything they need. The oceans itself protect them, and the reefs uh, keep invaders away. The mainland has tried to send ships, but the heavy ships just get stuck and don't reach the island. So the mainlanders ignore the island of Alta, and the island ignores the mainland. But that wasn't always the case. Legends tell of a time when magic was real and ancient gods fought alongside with the Alta Islanders. Those tales could be dismissed. No warrior would, would, stop, would let words stop them from taking the riches of an island. But something in the legends must be true because those ancient ruins that dot the coast tower over the modern buildings and have arches that that tower over even the small or the biggest buildings on the island. The mainlanders fear the stories and they leave the island alone, at least until the Argosi come. The Argosi do not believe the tales and they are not afraid of the old gods. The Argosi have technology that no one else has seen. They can build ships that float over the water even when they're full. They have sticks that shoot fire further than the best archers can shoot an arrow. The Argosi have magic and can call lightning from the sky. The islanders fight, but no one can stand against magic like that and win. The chief and his family are taken away, and counselors and warriors alike alike are forced to obey the Argosi with the chief's life as ransom for their good behavior. The islanders don't fight back when the Argosi take the food from their plates and fruit from their trees. No one even fights when the, when the Argosi take people. Every woman on the island is given a mysterious test to see if she can perform magic. The women who pass this test are locked in chains and taken to the mainland. The chains drain magic and life from, from them and, and power the Argosi's technology. 
families all over the island lose someone. Parents go to the docks and beg the Argosi for their children. The council stops any fights before they can start, but no one can be everywhere at once. Three young people are three main characters have had enough. They plan to free the other islanders from the ships before they can leave for the mainland. The three of them have been friends since childhood, and they have been through thick and thin together, and they each have a part to play in the upcoming plan. Mira serves tables at the Flying Boatman, the only inn on the island, the inn where all the Argosi are staying. Mira gets a few of the Argosi sailors drunk and learns which ship holds the captives. She even gets one of the sailors to bring her a set of the chains. Matt is a craftsman, and he uses the chains Mira got to make a universal key to unlock them. He always planned to use his skills to become an artist, but when the Argosi come and take his sister, he, he uses every tool at his disposal to beat the Argosi. Matt merges the Argosi's technology with his artistry to make a universal key. Lewis is a fruit farmer. He spends his days avoiding work and stealing pie. But he has a part to play in this scheme, and he does not shirk at his duties here. Lewis and his father have a boat, and Lewis knows how to navigate in calm waters and winter storms alike. So the three of them work together to get the captives off one ship and into the boat. Mira distracts the guards and sailors. Lewis ferries the group from the ship to the island where Matt uses his universal key to unlock the chains. The plan sounds good on paper, but things quickly go wrong. The Argosi have more guardsmen off the island and they notice something's amiss. They attack Lewis and his little ship. Mira and Matt are powerless to help until a strange buzzing fills the air. That buzz is magic. Lewis calls lightning from the sky without the aid of technology. Elements obey his whims. Vines wrap around the Argosi, and waves pull his boat to safety. Mira calls for help, and the old gods answer. Nanooks, giant bears who guide hunters and craftsmen to their callings, defend Mira and her friends. Matt gets a glimpse of the future and warns his friends before doom can befall them. The three of them have the same magic as the Argosi, but they don't need technology to help them. Their power could be even greater. They just need to learn to use their magic, avoid capture from the Argosi, and save their island before it's too late. Wow. <laughs> Most of my authors give me like a two-second briefing. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I like... It's good because this will – you didn't tell the entire story, but at the same time you gave enough to leave our readers in treats. So this is really good. But we do have paperback and hardcover – no, hardcover and ebook are out. I want to make sure everyone understands that. And paperback is coming out on July 7th. Now, where can our readers find you? They can find me at Barnes & Noble. I'm also at the Dove & Dragon Publishing website. And I have my own website, and that's kingdomsbooks.webs.com. Everything is plural. 
And is there more books in this series to come? Uh, I'm planning to write more books, yes. Any chance when the next one might be finished wrote? I'm hoping to be done in a, in, uh, by December. Okay, awesome. Okay, so your ebook, we can find it at Kobo, Apple Books, Scribe, 24 Symbols, Overdrive, Baker and & Taylor, and Barnes & Nobles, as well as Amazon, just so we, so we know. <laughs> I just pulled the information. I know you don't have all the links on your website, but right. publishers have links for everything. <laughs> so, but someone has it, yeah. <laughs> so I try to get those out there, at least on the radio. I can't list every single link for every book, but... At the same time, you're writing the second book, a brief description of how that might look. Well, it's still rough right now, but right now it looks like Mira has teachers to tell her how to use her power, but okay. Lewis is just feeling around in the dark, and he needs a teacher. So this book is going to be about how Lewis finds his a teacher to tell him how to use his magic. Okay. Well, see, you have an idea, and that's always great. And this is why we do radio shows, because we find out information for the future, because we need to read the first book in the series before we read the second. Right. And... All my authors, for the most part, are very bored. So we're pumping out books left and right. And this is awesome for, for writing. If you're an in, introvert to begin with, this is an excellent time because what are we doing? We're filling the time by writing more books for our audience. Right. <laughs> we don't have anywhere to go either. Exactly. We don't have anywhere to go. We don't have anywhere to be. So we just have all day to write. Isn't it great? <laughs> Very productive right now, yeah. <laughs> Not really great, but, <laughs> you know. So since we're doing this during the pandemic, what movies have you seen since we've been locked in? Um, not real big on watching the movies, but I have seen the whole season one of both Outlander and the the White Queen. Oh, from White Queen is wonderful. Yeah, I really liked the book, so I was really excited to get the series on DVD. Oh, yes. I, the book is wonderful. There's a lot of things cut out if you actually read through the entire series, but the series that they have is wonderful. Yes. It's very true to the book and very true to the history in a fantasy way. Right. <laughs> they got to add the, the seer aspect of it. Yeah. They have to add the fantasy, but at the same time, the historical elements are correct. But yeah, I know they, she did a lot of research to write the books. Yes, she did. She's wonderful at research, and she, her entire series,
series that she has out is just wonderful. I just haven't had time to read the whole thing, but I'm loving the series that they have on TV. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought there's no way they can turn this series, they can turn these books into a good, into a good movie, but they did it. Yeah, we find that we're getting into more niche writing for screenplays, where it's more based off of book books because everything that's currently wrote, people are so tired of reboots. So. Let's turn the books into awesome films or TV and have something original out there. I know everybody was impressed with how how well Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. and Game of Thrones all went into uh, series and how they translated onto screen so well. Exactly. There's a finesse there. You have to, A who's ever writing the screenplay, has to be familiar with both the author and the book. If you're just picking up the book and going, okay, I can make this into whatever, it's not going to work. Right. So there is a finesse there that needs to be accomplished. But I thank you very much for coming on the show for a little bit today, telling us about your great book, and I was so excited to be able to share with you the release date for the paperback. That is exciting. Thank you for for sharing it with me on radio like this. That makes it even more special. Exactly. I, I was like, can I just type it? No, we have an interview today. That's even more special and it's something that you're going to remember. Right. <laughs> so I can't wait to read the sequel and December-ish. Right. <laughs> I don't, one thing I don't do is say, okay, you say December, so December 1st, where is it? I won't ever do that to you. But at the same time, it's something I can look forward to. Well, I hope on December 1st I can give you a a better time, be like, this is the date, instead of just, you know, December sometime in there. <laughs> well, it's okay. With all of our wonderful authors that will be, blessing this show here very shortly. I'm excited to have a lot of new books to read and get out to to the public. So I thank you. I can't wait to read the second and keep writing and stay safe. Don't go out. You you too. I know you you were sick for a while and you sound like you're doing a lot better now. I'm recovering, recovering well. Now, if I can get this seasonal allergy element out, I'll be doing great. (laughs) But, yeah, I was doing really horrible there for a little while. Thank you for your thoughts. And everyone, happy reading. Again, you can find uh, Reverse Reverse Meat Ocean at Barnes & Noble's Amazon. Kobo, and several other locations in paperback and hardcover. Barnes & Nobles is the only carrier of the hardback, just so you know this, because they're special. That's (laughs) Um, right. Yes, we love our Barnes & Nobles. I will always promote Barnes & Nobles over Amazon for books. So they are special. They are 
the only one that carries Dove and Dragon hardcovers. And again, as soon as we get the second one out, we'll have you back and we can discuss that one a little bit. Right. So happy reading, everyone.